And just like that, it's another episode of Ears Up In-Depth with myself, Jason, and my personal co-host, Talent, Jeremy. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm great. I've missed you. I'm happy to be back. Me too, man. No. I do like doing this show as as much of like a lead up it, it is to like, you know, stress town sometimes to get everything written in time and fi- even just finding news. Um, it's so fun to do the show, mainly just because we get the BS. Well, I think the thing that people don't realize is you can't prepare. You have there, there's an automatic crunch time because you can't prepare too much in advance because it is news. Right. You know, like I can't talk about I don't want to talk about things that happened like Monday of last week. So it's like I do kind of hold off before I even start thinking about it. And then <laughs> right. all of a sudden it's like Monday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon. I'm like, oh, God, I really got to I got to do something here. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Oh, we normally record Thursday. We normally do Thursdays. Yeah. So today's a little bit of a strange one, but that's yeah. fine. We're working around it's your okay. schedule, man. That's all right. You know, I know I'm OK with it. I know. Well, thank you. <laughs> all right. Appreciate yeah, you're very it. welcome, man. Um, let's see. Before we get started, Jeremy, I wanted to know if you watched the Great British Bake Off at all. I don't watch it. I know what it is, and I've seen maybe one or two episodes. Okay. That's it. Taryn and I love it. Yeah. It's the greatest. It's a lot of fun, and it's sort of like, you know, fed our baking addiction. Actually, just sort of started it, really, because we're like, oh, we could do that. You know, whatever. I make a bread. I could probably do a babka. Turns out I can. But um, anyway, so we were watching one of the seasons and uh, one of the challenges or the, the day, you know, they have different days, right? Or different episodes centered on like bread or, you know, can or chocolate or whatever. This one was on okay. batter. Batter. Yeah. And so one of the challenges was to do churros. Uh-huh. And I oh, thought it was wow. really, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And, you know, we all know that the, you know, the Brits have a different way of saying things. I mean, you know, more accurately, we've been super lazy and sort of cleaved off <laughs> how to say different stuff. But, you know, they say instead of inventory, they say inventory, right? Inventory. Laboratory, aluminum, like all that kind of funky stuff. January. They don't Jan- say January. They say January. <laughs> but. I like it. Have you ever heard them say churros? No. Well, uh, I got bored one day and I, I went through that episode and it took me two hours and I did a super cut of every single time they said churros and I put it on our ears up YouTube page. And so I want you, I'm going to play it. Wait, can I guess how they say it? Yes. Churros. Churros. Yeah. Like cha. I bet they don't say chur. They say cha. Close. Um, but here it is. It's 44 seconds and it infected my brain so much that I had to do this. Uh, here it is. Spanish delicacy. Churros. Oh. Your churros. churros. You can make churros or churros that are hard. Churros. I love churros. My first set of churros. 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 It's sweet churros. Matcha tea churros. The churros. Bunny churros. Churros. The churros. <laughs> his churros. In my churros. Filling her churros. Put inside that churros. Um, the actual texture of the churros. Fill her churros. Churros. I'm making churros. Churros batter. It's the churros. You've got one hour left on your churros. Churros. A churros in Spain. A churros. Churros. Churros alarm clock for a churros. The interior of the churros, yeah, within the churros itself. Of the nice churros. Right thickness for a churros. Benjamin's churros. The right thickness for a churros. Like it's it's singular and it's plural at the same time. Yeah, they don't eat a churro. No, they don't eat a churro. They eat a churros, or they went and got multiple churros. It's not. It's just it. The word is churros, and I don't get it. And it, it it flips my wig, man. Is a singular churro a churro? Sometimes. If you listen to the video, sometimes it is. But rarely. It's mostly a churros. But, I mean, are they doing it right? Like, we have to ask someone who, you know, a Spanish person. No. Who, no, it's churro. So there's such thing as a churro. Sure, it's singular. I mean, I, I don't know. know. But sometimes you get words that are... I don't, no. but I think in I think Why in not? I think in Spanish it's it the the rules are much more solidified with stuff like that. Like we're archaic, we go wherever, we don't even care. But I think in Spanish, and, and it's also the pronunciation of os churros. Yeah, yeah they it's, do. it's yeah. like that. That's really what got me. So anyway, enjoy that. Hopefully, next time they you guys their- go to Disneyland or Disney World or wherever you go, get your churros. I really hope you'll order it like this and think the of this Brits video. The Brits are an interesting people. 
they say yeah, they, are sure. they don't you know how we say correctly paella uh-huh they call it paella oh yeah for sure but if you ask them if they're going to barcelona then they're correct and they go barcelona barcelona you're right so exactly. they're they, they're on certain things they will do correctly, but they will not do the double L in paella. They refuse. There's another food uh, thing like that that we've noticed, too, watching this show. Watch, you guys should watch the show if you're into to linguistics at all or even baking in general. It's very, very interesting. The, the things like I would never say tortilla or I'm going to San Jose for San Jose. I would never do that. So I don't I just don't understand like the, you know, I just don't get it. But that's right. me. Ah, Whatever. <laughs> uh anyway jeremy what is uh what's up man who's going first oh our show prep our show part again yeah for sure well it's, i blame you for that one why don't you start off okay this is not necessarily disney parks news but i was pretty excited about this this is pretty cool uh the nhl and disney reach a quote groundbreaking seven-year multi-platform broadcast deal this was announced um, on Wednesday, which was uh, last week, I think, uh, they, uh, the NHL and Walt Disney Company said uh, they've reached what the NHL commissioner called a groundbreaking seven-year TV streaming and media rights deal that will bring games to ABC, ESPN, and streaming platforms. I like hockey. I'm a big hockey fan, although you know, not in the past couple of years. I'm a big Sharks guy, San Jose Sharks, but they just lose consistently, so I had to take a break. But this season, I'm sort of back. We're watching all the sh- all the games now, and they're still losing. Uh, but that's okay <laughs> because it feels uh, feels good to watch hockey again. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the partnership, which will begin with the NHL's 2021-2022 season, is highlighted by the exclusive coverage of the Stanley Cup final on ABC in four of the seven years of the agreement. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed, but was widely reported to be worth between two billion and two and a half billion. So. You're splitting hairs there, I guess. In total, there will be 100 exclusive regular season games per season across ESPN's networks and streaming platforms. That I don't like because uh, they're sort of doing that with uh, the NBC's streaming Peacock app, if you ever heard of that, sure. um, with um, with Premier League Soccer, where they'll have some games on NBC Sports and then some on Peacock Premium. And it's I don't... I don't know, man. It, that bothers me personally because I'm not going to pay for yet another streaming service. So I can't. So I have to pirate it, and that's fine. I can do that. But um, so well, it sounds what like do you this think is gonna... about people who feel the same way about uh, you know certain like the Secret Show being on Ears Up Plus or whatever Patreon. Same thing. It is the same. Well, it's not really the same thing because we're not a multi-billion-dollar company. Do you think there's a big black market in? Uh, you know, in depth or not in depth, but uh, what like is it? What's on there? Patreon exclusive content. Patreon, your Patreon exclusive content. You think it's going around? Oh, f- us for sure. Uh, for f- us specifically, <laughs> um, I think it, it it probably has. I'm sure p- friends like share the show and be like, "Hey, listen to this. This is yeah, stupid." Check this out. Yeah. And what do you what What's your feeling on that? Do you um, think it's a be- benefit because maybe someone might have liked it. That's a good question, Jeremy. I don't know the answer to that. Oh. I don't know. I think that I would, on the one hand, I would be upset if I found that out because that's five bucks that we desperately need <laughs> because, uh, you know, I need to replace my cables. And I need to do this and that, right? It's like our, the money that we're making isn't going to paying people, you know, uh, $500,000 a year in salaries and, you know, whatever, right? It's going to like literally buy equipment and that's like, that, that's it. Right, but didn't that person stuff. pay for the right to do with that? Like they paid for the access. They paid for so the like, access. For example, yes. If I if I download a song from iTunes and then I say, "Hey, listen to this song, friend," I paid only once. I don't know why I'm going off. <laughs> I, yeah, you like attacking me and, you a little bit, and that's fine. Well, there's a difference between like between going here, listen to this song, and you like playing it in your car versus here. You know, here's this thing that I paid five dollars for. Um, in case you don't want to pay five dollars for it, like you can, like sh- that's what I'm saying. It's 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 right. a hard question to answer. If you're doing it like, hey, I'm sharing this with you to see if you like it, that's one thing. But if you're going, oh man, I know you like this, but you don't want to pay five dollars here. I'll I'll give it to you. Then you right. know I have a problem with that. At the same time, I do that constantly with other with other stuff. So 
I'm kind of a jerk. Okay. Well, yeah. we you, we got to the point that I wanted to make. Okay. Right. <laughs> Look, you never have to I'm go far to make for me to make that point just, about myself. I'm just I don't know. Yeah. For some reason, I just was curious about it. And if you drew a distinction, anyway, I didn't mean to derail your segment. Well, you know what? The the other thing about like the the streaming platforms and stuff, especially uh, Peacock Plus or whatever it is, Peacock Premium, is that I don't want to pay five dollars for all of that content. If there was a way for me just to just to pay for soccer, I would I would pay ten dollars a month for that. And then, but then I want all the games here. But it's the fact where the things are split out or whatever. It's like sometimes the Liverpool game isn't on Peacock Plus, and sometimes it is. Secret right. Show is always on Patreon, so if you want yes. it, you pay for it. But this, I just, and it sounds like they're going to be doing that with that's the the business platform moving forward. Is you just you you kind of gate that monetarily, and yeah. you get people coming in and coming out, and and the goal is to just trap you in this streaming service. It bothers me, right. but, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah, um, additionally, the NHL's out-of-market streaming package with more than 1,000 games will be available for fans to stream only as part of an ESPN Plus subscription. So, like, and maybe I'm, I'm not the average hockey fan, uh, clearly, but uh, I only really want to watch the Sharks. I don't want to watch out-of-market. I don't want to watch the, the Sabres and the, you know, Blues. I don't care about that. So if there was a way for me just to watch a Sharks game and pay for it, I would do that. But anyways, I, I, I like seeing hockey get more attention than it has before. So, you know, for me, this is a, a benefit. This is NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman saying, I believe it's fair to say we were both satisfied with the arrangement that we reached. And when I had this approved by the NHL owners on Monday, unanimously, they were satisfied. We think we have become more valuable over time. I agree. It's a digital uh, highlight and international rights. Uh, there were groundbreaking again, like he said, and it would allow the league to benefit from the power, reach, and influence of Disney. So it's a, it's, um, yeah, whatever. There you go. That's it. Just a real brief, uh, brief news story to start out here. Maybe they would bring a uh, ice rink to the ESPN Wide World of Sports here, Florida. How how nice would that be? That'd be that'd be uh, cool. I mean, look, Florida has a hockey team, Panthers. No, they have two. No, the Panthers are football. Tampa Bay Lightning is your is your hockey yes, team. Yes, yeah. I've heard of that. <laughs> Definitely heard of that. All right, well, there you go, Jeremy. Well, you know, speaking of ice in Florida, it is starting to get warmer here. And tempers are flaring. <laughs> <laughs> not so. It's not just you yelling at me. There's other Floridians freaking out. There's other. It's the heat. It's really getting to us. Okay. And it's only. It's only the middle of March. Oh so my lord. Get ready. Oh my lord. <laughs> A 51 year old man from Palm Beach found himself getting arrested after an altercation with a cast member who asked him to comply with Disney World's mask policy. Oh, are we we're still we're still doing this. We're still talking about this. I can't believe this. Because people are still having a problem with it. This guy Kelly McKinn is his name. He was approached by a security guard at Disney's Contemporary Resort on February 5th. According to reports, he was attempting to enter the convention center section of the hotel when the security guard asked him if he needed directions. McKinn responded that he was a guest. And the security guard said, well, you know, the convention center's closed. Um, but also, would you mind putting your mask on? And McKinn allegedly that point promised, yes, yes, I'll do it once I get inside. Uh, but the guard reminded him that masks are required at all times on any part of Walt Disney World property. So uh -huh. it's not just indoors. You've got to be wearing it. <laughs> right. Uh, at this point, it is alleged McKinn told her to leave him alone, took a step towards her, and spit on her. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, he then disappeared into the hotel. Later on, the security guard was able to identify McKinn through security footage. He's easy to, point, he's easy to pick out. <laughs> bald head mustache and the biggest beard you ever did see oh my gosh it's one of those that looks like it smells like cigarette smoke and cheetos yeah like those pictures that you no. can just you can smell by looking at it yeah, yeah it's like a, uh, uh, but he is from palm beach which is a i guess it has its 
not so nice areas. I don't know. Sure. Uh, Disney reached out to the Orange County Sheriff's Office to issue a trespass against McKinn. The following day, a deputy from the Orange County Sheriff's Office recognized the man to be the same one identified the previous day as having spit on the security guard. Security guard confirmed McKinn's identity from his extremely long beard. And uh, he was subsequently arrested but has continued to deny spitting on the cast member. Um, Now, most people wear their masks without issues at Disney World, but a handful of visitors have been arrested lately for altercations and outbursts when they refuse to wear masks or go through temperature checks. That's a new one. I didn't know that people were refusing to just even get their temperature taken. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of weird people out there, man. This last year has really, you know, kicked the hornet's nest as far as, uh, you know, crazy folks coming out of the woodwork. It's yeah. very weird. We have a lot of sovereign citizen things going on now. And yeah. I wonder if this is sort of a, a fracture of that. Yeah. I mean, I asked them to tell me what my temperature is. I'm like, if you're going to te- if you're going to take my temperature, you should turn around and tell me what it is. That's right. It, yeah. Big data. If you're collecting my personal <laughs> biometric information, you better share it with me. I, I don't know if they're big data, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know nevertheless, I am yeah. a little curious. Right. Um, one Disney Springs employee says she faced regular verbal abuse from visitors as she enforces the rules. In August, a guest named Enrico Toro was at Epcot um, and he was arrested after striking and threatening to kill a security guard mm-hmm. after being asked to wear a mask. Nice. In October... This one, in October, a woman was spotted attempting to pass off a paper napkin attached to her nose with a clothespin as a mask. And the Disney security did not buy that. No. And they didn't let her in. But here's the thing with that. Just wear a mask. You look like an idiot. Like, oh, yeah, you're really getting in one over on us. Like, you have a clothespin holding right. a napkin to your nose. Like, just look normal. I think the I think these are the people that they they're in their sort of like echo chamber with their friends online or whatever, and they go, "Masks are they're infringing on my rights to breathe." And then they go, "Oh, here's what I'm going to do." Well, if they just want a face covering, they read this and they think that like they've read it from the company they're going to visit, right? Like the grocery store or like Disney, for example. So they feel like, oh, well, I just need to cover my face. So I'm just going to do it like this. And they can't tell me what to do. It's like that lady who took off her underwear in the store and wore it as a mask. It's like, first of all, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But second of all, just bring them out. You know, there's, you know, at this point, it's been a year. Everybody knows that there are places that want you to wear masks. There are some that you don't have to, and that's their business. But there, it's just, we have this weird fundamental I don't know if it's a dichotomy, but it's a fracture between like, you know, America's full of rights and we can do what we want. We have freedoms unless it deals with business. And then somehow businesses need to conform to your personal freedoms and they no longer have the freedom to operate their business the way that they want. And it's very, it's very weird. Again, this past year has highlighted a lot of weird stuff, but uh, like I, I saw some video actually of this, this lady in a bank somewhere who in, tried to enter without a mask and the security guards like you you got to have a mask on. And she ended up getting arrested, tackled to the ground, and she's being handcuffed and there's people in line. It's so I think it was maybe body cam footage, I don't know. And like you could see people in line just standing there with their arms folded in line, just waiting, not doing anything. And she's like this is police brutality right here people and the 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 folks in line are like, no, it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. And it's just some older white lady just, you know, trying to stir the pot to get this on in news so she can complain about police brutality and then sue. And and I just love the the um, the clearly minority people in line going, no, it was just such a perfect it was such a perfect encapsulation of of where some people's minds are. Well, um, I mean, this lady, I don't know if she really thought that she was going to get away with that because the signs that Disney do state. Uh, pretty clearly the types of face coverings that they permit. So like they don't even allow a gate, like the face gators. Yeah, no, it's good. They shouldn't. That's not enough. And I, unless yeah. I guess maybe, I think there's might be an exception if it's double full. No, they're not allowed at all. Cause I think, mm. I think they're, they're good if they're double folded, but Disney's like, we don't have time to check for that. Like, no. So yeah. I think it's like, these are the face coverings you can wear. No vents, no blah, blah, blah. So clothespins holding up 
tissue aren't cutting it. No, it's like performance art to these people. <laughs> uh, at Disney's Hollywood Studios, a visitor got into an argument and then was attacked by two strangers from a large family group who weren't all wearing masks after they took shelter from the rain by the bathrooms near the rock and roller coaster. Uh, one man punched the senior in the head and then a woman from the family joined in, hitting the victim after he fell to the ground. The man, who was at least 65 years old, was not seriously hurt, but the large family left the park before the sheriff's office could arrest anyone during the incident in September. So, um, and now, so here's the new thing that's happening. Are you ready for this? I, I am. People, I saw it on Twitter. People are going into the parks with these photo printed mask so the mask is up the okay. mask is covering their mouth yeah but it's a photo of, of the rest of their face no with a photo of the mask so it looks like they're they're not wearing a mask properly with it down over their chin on a mask that is over their chin so then the cast members have to say wait sir and then they're like no it is covering see it's just the mask that's the new oh, thing taking over. god why this is this is what I this is what I don't understand. It's you're you're going out of your way to harass people who make a minimum wage. Yeah, and take their eye off the ball, and like, it's just like, why do you want that attention? The last thing I want is anyone talking to me ever. So now these people are just inviting. One person was like, oh, uh, someone, so I, he's like, I counted 30 times a cast member told me to adjust my mask. They fell for it every time. <laughs> it's like, you wanted a cast member to bother you 30 times during the day? Like, how is, and then you tweeted about it. Now I got it. You're obviously a, a an attention hungry stutz. So I get it. Like, you have to tweet about it. You got to do things. You need attention. That's what's happening here. But right. God. If you need attention that bad, get a podcast start a podcast get a podcast right come on my podcast let me talk to you about it please i would love to talk to this person i really would because again what is the point like you said i don't want people talking to me i don't want my family talking to me that much i don't want a stranger talking to me to tell me what to do just to feel superior <laughs> over that person because you're already doing it it's like i don't know man i guess it, i don't know whatever that's stupid i hate that i want to talk to this person right now well, I couldn't. I tried to. I saw the tweet over the weekend. Then I tried to find it again today, in order to so I could make sure I was correctly quoting the tweet. <laughs> I didn't, and so you just got to paraphrase. Yeah. Had I been able to find it, I could have given you his contact information. But I can tell you this: he posted, and I think he thought he would be, you know, he was being real cute. Yeah. He got, you know, what they say uh, ratioed. He got a ratio. What does that mean? Because I would always, I just, I don't really know what that means. You. So ratio is like you put something up there that you think is like so great. Yeah. And then that's my entire personal Twitter feed. More people comment negatively uh, than like it. Okay. So your ratios out of whack. Like you want to seem like you're really cool with just a couple of negative comments, but like three people like it and a hundred say you suck. That's right. You got ratioed. Ah, okay. That's good to know, man. That's good to know. <laughs> Come to me for your social media questions. That's right. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> but I read a, I read something on it. All right, well that's cool, man. Good for uh, yeah. good for all these people harassing poor Disney cast members, man. It's not like we it's not like the world hasn't been through enough. We just need to give people just a little bit more grief. Well, I think this is just it. It's like, you know, there's so much going on like it's this is the whole and everyone's just a narcissist. This guy did it to for attention so that he could tweet about it for more attention. Like, here's a rule, guys, that'll help you go through life trying to make other people's lives easier. Mm -hmm. That if you can approach every situation trying to say, like, what could like I'm gonna hold the door for this person, whether they're a man or a woman, whatever, whatever just hold the door for somebody. All those things, if someone drops something, pick it up for them. All these things. Do things that are for other people. That's how you succeed. These are just people who just want to be, they can't think of anything but themselves. I hate it. <laughs> right. Again, if you want attention, start a podcast. That's why I have several. <laughs> yeah, like how many are you on? This I don't know, but uh, uh, you want to start another one? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeremy, look, this has been a long time coming. Not this conversation, but, uh, you know, the news I'm about to read to you right now. 
Disneyland is finally hitting the home stretch in its drive to reopen the parks in Anaheim. Recently, under Governor Newsom's revised plans, it was announced that Disneyland would be eligible to open as of April 1st if the COVID numbers in Orange County keep dropping and shift into the red tier of the state's precautionary measures. By all predictions, that will happen soon. Some calculations put it at March 29th now, which is great, making the Disneyland Resort permitted to resume business with a 15% capacity limit on guests, which would be a great, I mean, that's everybody's dreams to go to Disneyland with like 15% capacity, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. God, that would be amazing. For a few days after this announcement by the state, there was no word from the resort itself on when it planned to reopen. A statement from Disneyland president Ken Potrock said this, quote, We are encouraged that theme parks now have a path toward reopening this spring, getting thousands of people back to work and greatly helping neighboring businesses and our entire community. With responsible Disney safety protocols already implemented around the world, we can't wait to welcome our guests back and look forward to sharing an opening date soon. CEO Bob Paycheck recently told investors that he expects the parks to open at 15% capacity sometime in late April, but that's about it. Meanwhile, the Disneyland Resort is rehiring thousands of workers in its buildup to reopen, no doubt training cast members on the enhanced safety protocols put in place during the pandemic, which we are still in the middle of, apparently. Uh, Part of the shift in the guidelines issued by Newsom includes the number of vaccines distributed. Now that California has the... Includes the number of vaccines distributed... It sounded like I was on the Great British Bake Off there for a second. Distributed it. Uh, now that California has delivered 2 million COVID vaccines to low-income communities, that somehow triggers a drop in the tiers from purple to red in 13 counties. If the state can issue 2 million more, these counties can drop from red to orange as long as the rate of infections stay under 10 cases per 100,000. For me, it was a little confusing. It was like it used to be the drop was triggered with like seven cases out of 100,000, but it will still drop if it's 10 cases out of 100,000 if 2 million people get vaccinated in low-income areas. So, you know, now that the vaccines are a game changer and then now the vaccines are in play, they can use that and go, okay, well, people are vaccinated, so that's already going to bring numbers down. So right. we don't need to be as tight with it. Which, you know, that makes sense, man. That makes total sense for me. Uh, California hit that first 2 million milestone uh, this past Sunday, actually, a couple days ago. So congratulations to us. That's pretty cool. Counties have to meet the state's new caseload targets for two weeks. But since some counties like Los Angeles have already met them for some time now, they are moving to the red tier a little bit sooner um, than that, you know, after that two week uh, target. In addition, counties also must meet a certain threshold for a percentage of positive tests and a, quote, healthy equity metric that includes showing that positive tests in undes- un- and positive tests in underserved neighborhoods. I almost said undeserved neighborhoods. And I'm like, that's that doesn't sound right. That doesn't feel right. I thought you were going to say undesirable neighborhoods. <laughs> well, see, there you go. Um, but that includes showing that positive tests in underserved neighborhoods aren't significantly higher than the rest of the county, which is has been sort of the problem. Like overall, L.A. County, I guess, was doing OK, but there were a lot of low income neighborhoods that were giant hotspots. And so that's part of the plan is to get them vaccinated, get the vaccines out to, you know, to the underserved populations in the state. And, and let's really try to squash these numbers. You know, what I mean, uh, when the parks do reopen, don't expect the same sort of experiences you've had before, though, Jeremy. According to the Disney Parks website, quote, as a result of the impact of COVID-19 on operations, Fast Pass and Disney Max Pass services are suspended for the time being and are not available for purchase or use. We will share further update, future updates at a later date. Magic Morning and Extra Magic Hour offerings will also be suspended upon reopening of our hotels and theme parks as we plan to manage capacity uh, under the revised guidelines, per Mark, uh, per Dr. Mark Gailey, Secretary of California Health and Human Services, there will be both a building capacity limitation and a time limitation. A ride that takes place indoors or goes into a building for a brief period of time may open if it meets both of these requirements. So, like, you're talking at what? Alice in Wonderland, right? Uh, Matter- I don't know. Is Matterhorn technically inside a building? Big Thunder Mountain? Is that technically inter? A- is that a building or is that a covering? I- these are the questions yeah, I, I have. I don't know either. And also, attendance at the theme parks will be limited only to California residents. 
So no out-of-state travel to Disneyland. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine for me, I guess. So why not reopen now? Why are we waiting until late April? Surely the training isn't terribly complicated, and most, if not all, of the enhanced safety measures are all in place already, right? I mean, that's what... Um, you know, Chapek and Iger have been saying since October, you know, we have all we've 28,000 different ways that we've changed the parks or whatever. Uh, well, the touch of Disney event, that ticketed wonder of marketing doesn't end until April 18th. And I think that plays a semi large part in how the parks will handle opening. I mean, you know, you, you have the touch of Disney, you sell out all these tickets real fast. And then like the next day, it's announced <laughs> that the parks could technically open on April 1st. Imagine oh, yeah. buying those tickets for 75 bucks to do nothing. In DCA, I would feel a yeah. little. I would feel a little ripped off. But is anybody going to that? That's, that's I think a they, little strange. I thought they all sold out, and like there were long virtual queues to get these tickets. There's a, a hunger for it, and I don't understand. Hey, everybody! I just wanted to butt in here. We're talking about the park being open, and we don't know when and whatever. Well, today Disneyland announced that they are opening on April 30th, and as far as I understand, there's not a whole lot of information about making reservations and buying tickets and all that kind of stuff. But I did get a little bit of information from our friends at Concierge. So even if you have park reservation and if you're staying at a Disneyland hotel, those two things do not guarantee you admission into the parks. So things are going to be very, very tight here for a while. They'll probably be checking IDs to guarantee that people are actually California residents because, again, like I just said a little bit ago, you have to be a California resident. You can't be from out of state and, and come in and think you're going to Disneyland. That's just not going to happen. Uh, they will be determining which attractions are open day to day. Now, maybe that's capacity-based. Maybe that's demand-based. Maybe that's staffing-based. I don't know what that is based on, but this is what we're hearing from the parks. Uh, and there's no word yet on when people can start booking their their trips. So um, the other part is if you're out of California and you want to come into the parks, you're going to have to wait until California is in the green tier. So we're in red right now. Uh, we uh, Southern California is in red. Orange County is in the red tier. Um, they might be dropping down to orange in a few weeks, depending on the vaccination rate and all that kind of stuff. But it's going to be a while before we're in the green tier. So, uh, you know, hold on to your <laughs> hold on to your hats there. But anyway, I just wanted to jump in real fast. And, uh, and and update you guys because that is breaking news here while I'm editing the show. So it's the appropriate time. Anyway, thanks. That's me. Uh, anyway, all in all, Jeremy, it's good news that some semblance of order is turning to the world and you can start resting easy again, knowing that it's a small world will once more be ringing out in multiple places around the world. Yes, I need you that know. to happen right now. It's only in what? Hong Kong. Tokyo. I thought here. Hong Kong was closed again. I think it just reopened. Again? Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, just. that's good. I don't think we talked about it on here because it's just it's like open, closed. <laughs> it's a revolving door, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm excited for you guys. You know, I wouldn't get too excited about that attendance number. Ours is still capped at 35. And when it's at 35, it's like <laughs> the worst. <laughs> like, I don't know. what. How did, how did they ever get to 100? Like, it's like I've been there and I'm like, this is more crowded than I've ever seen. Wow. At, and at 35. So I don't quite understand these uh, the numbers, but I'm sure it'll be nice. And uh, that's great. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Well, you know what, Jeremy? Now's the time of the show where we hear from our good personal friend, Mr. Sean O'Sullivan. Hi, this is Sean O'Sullivan from the 21st Amendment Brewery. Heller High Watermelon Wheat has been a longtime favorite in the stable of 21st Amendment beers. Now, Heller High Pomegranate is their latest offering as part of their new Heller High line of beers. This California Bay Area brewery has done it again, creating a fun and refreshing beer which pairs well with the season. Heller High Pomegranate is made with real fruit and is sweet and slightly tart. It's a perfect beer to enjoy during this time of year as the days are short and can brighten up any rainy or wintry day. Behind all that soft and elegant pomegranate flavor and aroma is a wonderful wheat beer with its biscuity, light, bready notes, and at a mere 4.9% alcohol by volume is quite enjoyable. Heller High Pomegranate is available across the country where 21st Amendment beer is sold. Thank you, Sean. That was very uh, very good. Sounded a little squeaky, but uh, I loved it. Did I squeak? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that fun for you? I loved it. I want to do more. <laughs> All right. 
We can cold uh, read. Cold read. Uh, number one. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of my favorite events is returning ahead of schedule. <laughs> Walt Disney, sort of. The Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel will, for the first time, hold a spring edition of its popular food and wine classic. Uh, the event, which normally takes place over two nights in the fall on the causeway between the two hotels and features live music and an assortment of bites and sips from its many restaurants, including celebrity chef Todd English's Blue Zoo, along with wineries from around the globe. It was canceled this fall due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic, though a modified multi-night food tasting event did take place over the course of several weekend nights throughout the fall exclusive only to hotel guests so it was back in a very limited spread out way now the main event returns for just one night on april 17th from 5 30 to 8 30 p.m and is open to hotel guests and non-hotel guests alike for 125 dollars, guests can partake in unlimited food and wine and will also feature live entertainment as it does in the fall unlimited Special- food and wine yeah damn Oh, yeah. Why do you think I love it so much? (laughs) (laughs) Special special hotel and ticket packages are available. Guests must be 21 years or older. um, And there will be a number of safety measures implemented to ensure a healthy event. Fans of the fall event need not worry. The spring event does not preclude the return of the fall event, which will return for its normal two-night engagement, October 29th and 30th this fall. You can visit swandolphinfoodandwineclassic.com for more information. Go. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds fun, man. I can't go. I'm not going to be here. I can't go. Where are you going? I'm going up to Jersey for a bit. Oh, okay. I'm missing it by two nights, and I'm not happy. No. Reschedule. Yeah. Reschedule at Swan and Dolphin. No, you. I'll be back the next week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have one last one that I just want to skim over, and I only want to bring it up mainly uh, just to poke fun at you, but have you ever seen any of the Alien movies? Oh. uh, Like with Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver? Yes. No, never seen it. No. Really? Nothing. Not none of them. There's like like eight or five or something. I don't know. No, I don't know why that shocks me, but I don't know. Some, some something about it is bothering me. I've ridden through it because on the great movie ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, that was one of the movies that you would ride through, and that alien would come down out of the scene. Was it? I don't remember that. I I think I was just hating the Wizard of Oz scene so much that I just forgot about everything else. Oh, there's even like a mannequin of Sigourney Weaver going like with its eyes going back and forth. Oh, yeah. I, don't know. I have seen another. Outer space Sigourney Weaver movie though called Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is a good movie. Okay, all right. Well, you are redeemed in my eyes. They're Jeremy. rebooting it. No, they're not. Are they? I, I literally read this last night. Oh God, is it with the same cast? So, well, the one guy's dead. Alan. Rick- oh, Alan Reitman. Rickman. 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 Yeah, Snape. He's he died. Okay. Um, but apparently it's coming back, and it's going to be the old cast with like. New cast no, coming that, on. When name one movie that that's ever worked in. It just it, stop already. Uh, Jurassic World with the old cast and the new cast together. Sure. I don't remember that. Jeff Goldblum was back. Oh. Of course, that one sucked. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, go exactly. Ahead. There you go. Go ahead. I mean, any moral of the story? I haven't seen Alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to me. I haven't seen it. Well, uh, Disney now owns the Alien movies and the IP for that. So I think that's uh, very, very interesting. Uh, Last December, Disney announced that they were developing an Alien TV series. That was kind of fun with the Fargo creator Noah Hawley. But this is just the tip of the iceberg, according to the latest intel. Small Screen, which is, I guess, a blog, I don't know, is reporting that Disney is committing to turning Alien into their next mega franchise, with their intent being to develop multiple other movies and TV shows to join the one already announced. We know that Hawley's Alien series will be headed to Hulu in the U.S. and Disney+. Plus. Uh, star in other territories and the outlet says that all upcoming alien projects will likewise be going to streaming as disney is dedicated to quote getting more adults subscribing to their platforms which is not a bad idea i mean you, you should have some you know adult 
oriented content on this kind of stuff, too. Um, as this end goal suggests, Small Screen goes on to say that the studio has no intentions of watering down the Alien franchise to make it more family friendly, which is good. As I was reading this, I'm like, the last thing we need to do is just water down Alien. I mean, it's not that scary anyways. It's just they're, it's just a cool franchise. Most of them were good. A couple of them were good. Uh, but most of them are watchable. Uh, these projects will not be rated PG-13. Um, they will be, quote, full-blown, full-blown action horror. Disney is allegedly excited to get into grips with uh, what they see as one of their rare adult offerings, which they hope to utilize to tempt more mature viewers to Disney Plus and Hulu. So there you go. That's all. Just a little bit of uh, a little bit of alien controversy, which is speaking of full blown horror. <laughs> they've been testing out those barges with the fountains on them at Epcot. Oh yeah, it's, harmonious or whatever. It's because the, so, everyone. This is everyone. They're like, Jeremy, you're judging them too fast. They're not done. They're not. The water's not on. The water's gonna be a fountain. It's gonna look mm-hmm. great. Fountains, fountains, world of color. Yeah. They, they switched these sprinklers on today. <laughs> you should see this. It's so ridiculous. I mean, it looks like it's sinking. I don't know what's happening. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Also, that script you sent me for 21st Amendment, it doesn't say anything about cans at the end. Oh, yeah. Well, look, that was the first, uh, you know, that was the first uh, thing, man. I don't know. (laughs) I'm looking up the harmonious test. It was our first pass. Sully and I worked on the script a little bit for the final Oh, well, how come I have to read the rough draft? Like I said, I couldn't. We, you know, we couldn't. I couldn't find it. Uh, I'm trying to find video for it, but like, of course, all these news sites are just not good. It doesn't matter. Just look at the pictures. It looks ridiculous. I can't even find that yet. I gotta get. I gotta get over there. I you get you over do, there. and you gotta. Oh, here you go. Water testing for harmonious Epcot. It. It. it you're right. It's like <clears throat> for people listening. It's. For people listening, I'm the only one watching this, so it's literally for everybody. But you know those like old lawn sprinklers where you screw the 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 hose into the side, and it's like <laughs> like eight or nine jets, and they just wave bet this like back and forth over the top. This is literally what it's doing. So those those barges that have the arm, they start you know curled up, and then they're just waving those things, and the barge arm goes down while these four or five jets of water shoot up. It is like a giant. Hose. It's a giant sprinkler. Right. So, but the thing that you're looking at, that's what, that's actually a demo f- of what the show will do at night. The show has the ability to do that. Okay. Okay. You've got to look for the picture of the daytime testing of just it as a fountain, like not performing, like just water. Is it's, that, is that what it's, it's going to be? It's just a, it's just going to be a fountain during the day. As far as we, as far as we know daytime it's so bad uh, <laughs> and i you, i should do what i should do is put what it really looks like in person versus the concept art that they you know the bill of goods they sold us <laughs> and just put them next to each other it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen it's like this doesn't look anything like this video I mean, is maybe not... it's still not done sure maybe not um yeah i can't find it i don't know you'll have to send it to me man oh god all right I can't find it. I'm sorry. I don't know. There's well, like, I retweeted it. You can look at that. Well, I don't want to do that. Follow Spectral Radio, Spectral underscore radio at Twitter. Now, look at my retweets. <laughs> look at my retweets. <laughs> You're peeping my retweets? Oh, Mr. P is defending them because he's such a harmonious apologist. And he says they're probably running calibrations. All right. Uh, I did see fine. a still photo. Yeah, but that is also a, so, <laughs> stupid. Okay, if that's what Mr. P thinks, fine. I love you, Mr. P. Yeah, but do we have to do it in the middle of broad daylight? Like, can we not do this after park closes? Well, I mean, if they're going to be running during the daytime, they got to know how it looks, right? Okay, well, Epcot doesn't open until eleven, so you've got seven a.m. to eleven. There's nice chunk of time well, to do this. Okay, so the parks are for show. Yeah, but here's the thing, right? Like, would why do you if if this is how it's going to look when it's on? Why do you care that it was on for five minutes and then turned off? Like why? Like if, what's, if, because if they're doing, don't get mad at me. Don't calib- take that tone with me. <laughs> Your face was so like you. If you you were like laser focused on this, like you you got you got a little mad at me. <laughs> I get mad at you because smile when you say that. If thank you. <laughs> if yeah. 
they're going to have it on if Mr. P is right and they are doing calibrations, mm-hmm. then that means it's not show ready. Yeah, but what does Mr. P know? And therefore, it shouldn't be on when guests, paying guests, are in the park. If you want to calibrate it and you need daylight, do it up until 11 o'clock before the park opens. It's ridiculous. It doesn't even open until 11. Well, now you've got all this time. Take advantage of it. And then when people walk in the park, get it out of there. <laughs> well, I, th- I mean, it's also, if it is for, sh- for uh, you know, for testing, it's probably also just to get people jazzed up for it, too, you know? Uh, this is what this thing does. That's kind of cool. And, you know, I don't know. Uh, overwhelmingly, do people hate it? Was it or is it just you? Please. I think overwhelmingly people hate it. I don't know. Of course, yeah. If you follow the Disney food blog, all the people who like that are they, they're giving it like 55 percent thumbs up. Uh, well, I mean, that's half. I don't know. Um, speaking of Disney food blog, <laughs> have you ever did you ever review the cookie? Thanks for knowing. Yes, I oh. did. I put it up. Was it good? Why don't you read? The- <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I tweeted it. I put it on Insta. It was my story. I don't really like, I don't really engage with Twitter a whole lot, man. I'm sorry. Instagram. Yeah. That's anyway, um, I did do this. Okay. And let me tell you something. Go to Spectrum <laughs> US and read all about it. No, no, no. The Gideon's Cookie. Yeah. I am. I I have to say that I underestimated it. Um, oh, a rare retraction. It, of it is that. Now, is it a four-hour wait good? No. But you can do virtual queue, which we did, and it was four hours. So you could leave. You could go to a restaurant, whatever, whatever. Four hours later, we went back. It was maybe five more minutes before we could get in. Mm-hmm. The cookie is so good. Why is it so good? It weighs a half of a pound. Oh, I don't know. One cookie. Why is it so good? What's so good about it? It's so thick and it's covered. I got the chocolate. I think it's called triple chocolate. So there's like their classic chocolate chip cookie, which is like a blonde batter with, you know, whatever. I like chocolate. So I was like, I want the chocolate batter covered in chocolate, dark chocolate chips, a sprinkling of sea salt it took me three days to eat it. I, just, <laughs> I don't have that much of a sweet tooth. So it's like, you know, a bite. And I'm like, okay, that's good. So sure. Like, but it's also, it weighs so much. But that, that the sleeper of this place really is the iced coffee. I hmm. had a ginger snap cold brew. I, like, you can't. I'm usually if I go get a cup of coffee, the first thing I do is like head to the sweet and low and the heavy cream. Like that's how it's got. That's how you taste good. Like really? I can't drink like black coffee. Oh, skim. black away. coffee all the way, baby. This you don't. There's no fixins bar for coffee, and this, there's a reason because this coffee is ready to drink. You don't have to mix it. You don't have to do anything. They hand it to you. It's so good. Biodegradable straw. Um, and my friend got the peanut butter cup cold brew. And he said uh, that was the best coffee he's ever had. So, I mean, it's just absolutely astounding. What happened to coffee just tasting like coffee? Why do you need peanut butter coffee? Who wants to do that? Well, if you want to try, you know, you want to change things. The variety It's the spice of life. Like the ginger snap coffee. I was like, this tastes so good. No. So that was great. And then um, the interior of it, you would like. I walked in and I was like, this is reeks of Petra. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's like pictures of me all over the place. It's it was, <laughs> that's what I did. My guerrilla marketing for ears up. I just put pictures of you in places. Thanks, man. Uh, it's like the inside is like all spooky. It's like a cross between, well, it's like the haunted mansion overlay of Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. It's got this weird gothy kind of vibe. It's really dark. There's like, they're using like whatever water vapor or whatever to make it look like there's smoke coming up out of the out of the uh the counter oh yeah that's me test tubes everywhere broken down bookshelves oh i would love that that sounds amazing love it weird art all just very weird and dark but if you go to my website spectroradio.us you'll see photos of all of it that's still up um well you know what's funny (laughs) is that um taryn's co-worker is invited us to a cruise in in like february a disney cruise no, but it leaves out of Orlando. 
Orlando is landlocked. I know, but that's where we would, I guess, fly into or whatever. Yeah, and then it's Cape Canaveral or uh, yeah, Port Canaveral. So if we do that, maybe we'll uh, we'll hang out at your house for a little bit. Hmm. Suddenly, I'm uh, quite popular. <laughs> yeah, you're weird in demand. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at this right, but well, we'll go to Gideon. <clears throat> right, that's what I'm saying. Right. Um, did I ever tell you about my? I've, I've probably mentioned this before, but like my, if I had, if I had a million dollars. I would spend it all um, on opening a bar that has these kind of kitschy things. It's like it would be like Trader Sam's, but more but more haunted mansion and yeah. more uh, animatronics that like, you know, works properly. Um, that would right. be my sort of vibe is this sort of like dark thing. But, you know, animatronic. Yeah, I'm looking at it. that's cool, man. It, you know what this looks like? It looks like sort of more Harry Potter uh, from like oh, from okay. like Wizarding World or um, like Diagon Alley. Than it okay. does like a like Disneyland thing. Um, Got it. With like the bookshelves and stuff, but yeah, it's uh, this picture won't load, but that's fine. Oh, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it looks cool, man. That looks really fun. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of blogs, I posted one uh, last week, I think, on uh, the the many faces of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know if you've looked at that. I didn't. <laughs> uh, see, there we go. Um, go check that out. It's uh, on Ears Up Podcast, whatever it is. Anyway, and it's Ears like podcast. Yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, actually if you just go if you go Ears Up Podcast with an S, um, it'll take it. I re- I I was smart and bought all the redirects. So, anyways, Did you? yeah. Um, but it you know I, I go through and I show you all the 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 the. the the animatronics that use the same faces throughout the ride. And it's part one. I'm going to have at least at least one more, if not two more. Oh, that's exciting. Coming out at some point. So that's kind of fun. So you can go Great. check that out too. Yeah. All right. Oh. I think uh, I think we're done. Did you tweet about it? Uh, Maddie did, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if I retweeted it. I'll probably check. not. You probably didn't. All right, well, uh, I think we're going to get out of here, Jeremy. For you guys listening live, we are doing the live show tomorrow, the Ears at Main show, which is me and how Walt Disney influenced the space race. So uh, that'll be a long show. If you like my voice, you're going to love this show. Uh, and then it's the secret show after that, too, which I haven't posted to Patreon yet, but I will definitely do that. I'm also thinking again about reorganizing the Patreon <laughs> things because I can't keep up with what I've promised everybody. So... Um, that'll probably be coming in a couple of months. So there's a lot, there's a lot on the horizon and, uh, we'll figure it all out together though. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that it, Jeremy? That's it. All right. No, Sully, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. We're doing this one. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Jeremy, thank you very much for your hard work doing these news stories. I had fun as usual. Everybody, be safe out there. We're right around the corner. Things are, uh, actually, we've rounded the corner. We're down the street from this thing opening up and everybody getting back to normal. So uh, stay safe for a little bit longer, um, you know, and get vaccinated when you can. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you later.